Hello, everybody. Welcome to Pineapple Juice. This is the podcast where we all bring three separate parts of a story together, and we try and put them together to make a cohesive and fun and engaging story. We're your hosts, Peter, Fletcher, and Jacob. That's the intro. Question. Um, yes. Did anyone bring a question? I have one if nobody else does. Oh, thank God. What's your question, Jacob? I was wondering, what is everybody's favorite non-fiction book? We talk a lot uh, about fiction here, but like a book about the real world. Um, I read those. I've totally read a non-fiction book that wasn't a textbook before. Um, I'm pretty sure I, I know Peter's. But... Oh, I think I know what mine is. So this is going to be incredibly nerdy. And also, I can't remember the title of it. But I remember it was written by a guy named Bannister Fletcher, which is funny uh. because my last name is Fletcher, but I am not related to this guy at all. All I know is this guy wrote a thick, and I mean it is a thick book, and it's like a history of architecture, and it That's is That's literally awesome. what it's called. I just Googled it. It's a history of architecture. Oh, hey, <laughs> you did like the one thing I was too lazy to do. I mean, you literally said it. You could. Yeah, all I Sir know is Bannister I, Flight is Fletcher Jr. Yes, Sir Bannister Fletcher. Wait, he's a sir. That's pretty. Yeah, that's pretty British. Cool. The book was written. Well, not every British is. A, not everyone in Britain is a sir. No, I know. I'm just saying, like he's he's British, therefore he could be. I, what do you do? Women get know. knighted. What do they do? You become women. They're like, they're like sir ladies. Woman? Ladies oh, and duh. duchesses so... and. Obviously. Do you still get a of parcel course. of land, or is that a thing they don't do anymore? Do they parcel lands as a lord in a... Wait. Yeah, like, do you still get land when you become You do a... not. Sir, no? Eh. No, because a lot of them nowadays are, like, for cool actors and stuff, not like... Yeah, it's probably good that they don't have their own Oh, yeah. Land. Apparently, a damehood is the female equivalent of a knighthood. Ah. Huh. See, I didn't think it'd be a lady... But I, I did totally believe you, so I guess I still lose. So tell us more about this book about architecture, Fletcher. Oh, it's just a really big book, and it, it's it's all about architecture. Like, there, it, it's really, it's not quite like a um, technical diagram of a bunch of these places, but basically what they did is it, it's like a, it's a compendium of a bunch of historical architectural sites and really like like ancient temples and then it goes up through semi-modern times hitting a lot of the important stuff i can't remember when the book cuts off because i only really read like the first half of it but also i wasn't really reading it i was just flipping through it looking for stuff to research for a project but you know that's like right up my alley so i love it totally that's all you yeah baby so you peter yeah how about me I would say my favorite nonfiction book would be, um, if Jacob gets this right, I'm not going to be surprised. Um, it's, uh, it's called The Great Siege, uh, yes. Malta, 1565. Mm-hmm. Right. Oh my gosh. That book is not that thick. It's pretty small, surprisingly. But it is, I, I think it's only like 280 pages, something like that. It's tiny. But it is one of, no, it's more than that. Anyway, it was one of the most exciting books i've ever read i i spent a a week in yellowstone with my family and it was such an exciting trip but 
I brought that book with me because I was like, ah, I'll read something. I just looked at my, my bookshelf. There was that book sitting there. I was like, whoop, yoink. And I grabbed it and I, I started reading in the plane and I was just engrossed in it. I couldn't put it down for a second. Even in the car, I don't want to get car sick pretty bad. And we're driving in Yellowstone, just tooling around. And I, I couldn't stop reading this book. I, I It was just so incredible that it's, well, you might have guessed, it's about the, the siege of Malta in 1565. And the stuff that happens in that siege is incredible. The, 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 the people who take part in this event, it's like they, they knew each other. Well, not they knew each other, but they were somehow affiliated 50 years before the events, and they were younger, maybe not exactly rulers. And then, it, this is all real, 50 years later, they're the people in charge uh, who are the, the leaders of the siege or they're the, they're the people at the at the forts defending against it. It's incredible. It's such a cool, cool uh, real-life tale. Nice. That's I keep forgetting book. to write this you? book down because you've told me about you've told me about it. Told, yeah. No, hold on. I said that right. You've told me about it a <laughs> yeah. couple of times, and I keep forgetting to like pick it up and read it. It's so it's so good. I I can't stress enough how exciting it is to read. I love it. So that's my story. So Jacob, Jacob, I feel like you have a book. Yes. Yeah. So I actually I asked this question because I'm sitting right in front of my favorite nonfiction book. Uh, I have my signed hardcover right here, which isn't that impressive because this author signs all of his hardcovers, uh, and that is John Green's The Anthropocene Reviewed, which is just such a fun look at different parts of the modern world, and, and I listened to it as an audiobook, but I now have the physical book, and it, it was almost like kind of this weird spiritual experience for me because I, I, I read it, I guess I listened to it, but I listened to it this summer that I'd come home from college, and it was right before my last year of college, and I decided to totally just clean and, and reorganize my room after years and years of just working with the systems that were in place. And so I, I embarked on this like multi-week journey of like organizing my life. And I was basically just listening to John Green talk about different ways his life got upended or, or he had to work through stuff. And then just sometimes a chapter about Dr. Pepper. Um, and so, I, I don't know, I just have such a interesting relationship to this book where it, it's more than a book to me i had this weird like coexisting experience with it but it's also it's just really funny so hmm. huh. that's cool that sounds really neat. i've never heard of that reviews stuff it's like a parody of of internet reviews oh wait you told me about this <laughs> yeah yeah so in one chapter he'll review dr pepper and then he'll review covid19 and then he'll review the sunset and then he'll review football and then he'll review canada geese so let's get into the story, shall we? Because we don't, we don't have a ton of time. You guys got to get it going. So, That's true. As always on Pineapple Juice, as of five episodes ago, one of us has brought a character idea, one of us has brought a setting idea, and one of us has brought a plot idea. And we're going to smash those together and hope they work. Indeed. So remind me, who's brought the character this week? Uh, I got a character. Nice. Take it away. I... Uh-oh. <laughs> so... The character that I brought for this story is pretty simple. We're going to go with a woman Sorry. named Samantha. And her entire oh, I'm motivation... Good. I'm some more. I thought you were done. What? Sorry, I thought you were done. Like, that's it. <laughs> no, no, sorry. <laughs> All I brought was a name. No, so we're going to go with... So this woman named Samantha. And, and a gender. Her only, her only motivation, really, like, the, whatever the, the, the problem is that comes up for her. 
whatever's stopping her. All she wants to do is go home and take a nap. <laughs> That's her whole <laughs> character thing. She just That's wants really... to take a nap. <laughs> my laughter's... Oh my gosh, that's actually hilarious. Yeah, All right, she's just coming. That's really great and also perfect for the setting because the setting I brought was that she is in the middle of the world's worst traffic jam. <gasps> no way! You know what's so funny? What? What's because so the funny? plot I brought, so the plot is she's being hunted by the world's greatest hunter who has deemed her the most dangerous prey. No! <laughs> Okay, so we have a woman named Samantha in a giant traffic jam who just wants to get home to nap, and she's being hunted. So is this like like a predator hunter? Uh, I was thinking more of like a craven the hunter, like a human. Well, yeah, yeah, but I mean but like, like, a, like, a, like he's got this like, like a, we're talking high tech stuff where he's like stalking around, he's got like the heat vision, he's like hard to find, he's impossible to oh. see, but he's like always totally. finds you. He's the, gr- he's, he's the world's greatest hunter. He would have everything under the sun, I think. Just whatever the plot needs him to have. Yeah, literally. It was, oh, I that's love it. that. <laughs> and, and he's deemed Samantha as the deemed... most dangerous prey. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's Is the there, are, Do we want to write Samantha where there's a reason she's the world's most dangerous prey? Or do well, we that want was... it to just be she is basically just a normal woman who's for some unknown reason? Well, this was going to be my question. I was going to say, what makes her the most dangerous prey? Well, I mean, I didn't know who the most dangerous prey is when I thought of this. But <laughs> if, if Samantha just wants to take a nap, well, it doesn't really help. I say that. Uh... The entire world is her dream. And if she goes to sleep in the dream, the world ends. I, I hate that idea. I just wanted to say it. Hold on. But that made me think of like the Matrix, right? Where instead of... Um, it's like the Matrix. Where, where the guy's like got, trying to wake up out in the real world. I like the idea of playing into that it's it's dreams. There's something going on with dreams here where if she falls asleep and starts like, dreaming, something happens to the world. Uh, so, like, if she gets to take her nap, the world's in danger somehow. Oh, what if? What if the whole point is that she's, um, like, uh, like, like the phoenix from X-Men, right? But it's, it's like if she goes to sleep, then this alternate Cuckoo. ego thing wakes up and starts rampaging. But she doesn't know that. Interesting. Nah. She's a werewolf in her sleep. Wait, so she's like werewolf by dream? <laughs> That's funny. I don't know. Wait, I don't know if I think that doing the... Um... I'm debating. So, yeah, yeah, the whole the whole her being deemed the most dangerous prey thing is kind of funky. We sort of have to go somewhere where... Oh, hold on, I got it. Samantha could be some, like, superhero or supervillain type of thing. And she's just tired from a day of destroying the city and then got caught in a traffic jam on her way home and is but is too tired or worn out or can't use her abilities anymore because she's tired and worn out and she's also got this hunter guy coming after her. so then we can have a bit of a story about a girl who's like worn out her abilities where if she gets them back she's super dangerous but she just wants I to go home to sleep to get them back type of thing i really... kind of like what you said in the beginning fletch where she's just ordinary uh and i kind of want to play with that more so what I, I was, was thinking is instead of, yeah, instead of having her actually be powerful, what if um, this hunter has this theory that if he, he kind of looks for the right person and the person that he seems to, he, he's, he, I, don't, I don't know what his metrics is. I don't know if he has like a rule book or a playbook, but he sees Samantha and, and thinks to himself, she has the most potential to be like the 
the thing I want to hunt the most. So by so hunting can... her, he's like trying to unlock like her potential to be the most dangerous prey. Oh, so like in infinite I universes, see. there's some of them in which she's incredibly dangerous. She just hasn't like lived up to her potential in this universe. I could totally yeah, get down for that. Kind of actually, yeah. Oh my gosh. And then, so the point is, he's not trying to kill her because he could just do that really easily. He's trying to put her in enough mortal fear that she wakes up and then he can try to kill her. I don't want to do the truth thing. <laughs> what if, though, what if he's not that at all and he's just mistaken her for the wrong person? No, I think he. I okay. think he's right. What if he is, like, like you, you said it yourself. What if he's going from um, dimension to dimension, hunting down Samantha? And each time he wins, and this is like he's looking for the like the Alpha Samantha of the multiverse. <laughs> the Alpha Samantha, like to, the one with the most potential to to stop even him. Interesting. Okay. I guess the question is where to next. So, what does the action in the movie look like? Like, because she can't really drive. So, is she just running <laughs> through the the traffic jam? You know, I mean, this, this is maybe kind a of better what I imagine, question right? is to establish the traffic. Wait, what? Well, if it's the world's largest traffic jam. We've got some things to play with. Where is it? How big is it? Like, how big is this road? Where is she in the traffic? We can kind of think about that and play with it um, as, like, build out the setting first, right? Oh, and we could totally have, like, trucks full of stuff where there's, like, one that's got a... It's like a logging truck or whatever. So then they start throwing around these giant logs or stuff. and This could get really chaotic, like, Steven Spielberg action film really fast. Yeah. The Wachowskis. Because you got what? potentially, they they filmed the Matrix. The watch uh, out. But you have skis. Oh uh, yeah, I'm watch horrible. Out. I know. You're pretty. You know, you're good. You're good. I want to. I want to say you're good. <laughs> but, but you have maybe room for bikes. Maybe I don't know. Do we? What uh, do you guys think? Am I am I going out? Am I, am I crazy? Oh, like motorcycles. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, motorcycles aren't going to get stuck in the traffic jam. They just go between the cars. They do it all the time. Mm-hmm. Can it, can we set Wait. it in Houston as a oh, commentary yeah. on how bad Houston traffic is? <laughs> I was thinking, I mean, that's not, I mean, you're not, well, okay, here, well, I want to, Houston, it's traffic is not as bad as the density of cars in one space. Like, the cars move. It's that's just it. that you're like, There's how so are there that many cars moving the speed? Uh, I was thinking maybe, I mean, somewhere like India or... Oh. Where, where they just have crazy, like not America, crazy insane lines of traffic because they the roads are just garbage. There's like this no one, one road in China where it. they go from 16 lanes down to four and it's just always backed up beyond anything. Yeah, totally. I guess the Stuff name like Samantha that. got me thinking American, but I guess she, she doesn't have to be American. Well, this doesn't have to no. necessarily be, like, modern Earth either. This could be... We could set this sort of like a futuristic uh, sort of sci-fi film and then go really crazy with it, where the traffic jam is more than just, like, a couple of cars on the or road. Or do we want to stick it in the past? What if... Hear me out. I'm hearing. It's in space, and the traffic jam... <laughs> no. ...is that something went wrong with, like, the interstellar space jump thingy ring in the sky you know what i'm talking about like uh cowboy bebop ring space thingies what are they called help me out i jump rings yeah is that what they're called cool no i mean because then then all this is happening like yeah because then like all this is happening in like spaceships i'm gonna say i don't like that no yeah fair so like the visual of just a huge traffic jam and you have like an action movie set in a traffic jam instead of speed it's speed question mark (laughs) (laughs) slow 
stand still. Maybe she works. Uh, I mean, I don't know. Maybe she is traffic from Maybe she's from. Well, this this. <laughs> she's from like the embassy in India. This whole story is like kind Samantha of like an action comedy. Secretary. Yes, that's. The I kind of want to steer into that a little bit. I think. Okay, so we do need to figure out the setting, but then yeah, it's it's we got a normal woman basically who's ch- being chased by this like extreme hunter, and so a normal person gets to be thrown in this situation and kind of deal with it. Yeah, I think that's pretty cool. And the whole point is that she's um, just tired. And what do you get? Oh, what do you guys think about the idea that she's just really tired and isn't sure if any of it's happening because she hasn't slept in like thirty six hours? Thirty six isn't that much. I don't want to make it. I don't want to. I don't want to make it where she is unaware of what's going on. I no, no, no. I mean, like, to... she's like, I'm so tired. I don't know how much of this is real and how much of this is exaggerated because I'm so tired. Well, someone's clearly after me. Like, I, the moment a, a knife or some spear goes through her window and almost, like, stabs her, that's when she's going to be awake. Yeah. I, right. I feel like even though she's exhausted... She will. I. I don't want her to be like. Is this a dream or something like that? No. 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 Yeah. No. 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 I'm. I'm not saying like there's a question of whether it's real or not. I'm just saying like okay. The whole point is that she's exhausted so, like, and just wants to go home and take a nap. So like I was just saying, oh, it could be funny if she's just like exhausted and kind of delirious and it's like, what the hell is happening? Oh, you know what? Let's pull a Deadpool. She's in a taxi and this is how it's not just her, but she has a taxi driver that goes with her. <laughs> Interesting. Okay. Because then she has not just because then she has someone to talk to. Yeah. <laughs> just, just as it's a character, just like her, it's huh? Samantha running. Can we yeah, kill the taxi, taxi driver though to establish like stakes? Can he die? That depends on how funny. We can kill him at some point, like in the middle. Because you said action comedy. Yeah, but you can kill off like a fun side character, and it can still be funny. You know, if he uh, dies in so. a, a funny enough way. <laughs> <laughs> he slips on a banana peel and then just like falls in front of the traffic. He gets run over, and then there's just like a. Like a boing sound effect moving. to go with it. Okay, so I looked up... Here's the thing. I'm always reticent to set things in places that I can't do justice. I don't know much about, to be honest, any of India, but especially Indian traffic. But I've looked up a picture it's of Indian bad. traffic, and I could buy this. It's uh, it's trafficy. It's trafficy. <laughs> it's trafficy. <laughs> well, look up... Where is the location of the world's worst traffic jam? World's worst... Oh, China National Highway 110 traffic jam comes up. It's from 13 August 2010. The traffic jam slid thousands of vehicles for more than 100 kilometers and lasted for 10 days. Whoa! Wait, let's put her in that. Yeah, let's just put it in 2010. That's like an actual historical thing. Oh, that's so so cool. Is Samantha American and she's just in China? Do we just make her a Chinese woman? How how do we want to handle the character? Gosh, I really have absolutely no clue. I think if she is American, um, does it, do, I, I suggest it really just she work at an embassy. Maybe she does work at an embassy. Maybe she's a like an embassy official from the U.S. government. Yeah, sure. Could be that. Nah, I, I don't, don't, don't want to worry. I, I don't want to think about being that a government much. official makes her even less normal. What if? What if here's the well? Thing. I mean, I'm not saying like she's a like a punchy guy, but she's just kind of like an office worker. Yeah. Okay. But, but here's my thought. She recently married. Uh, a Chinese man, right? That she like met in America and they fell in love, and then she she married here to live with him. Uh, sorry, she moved here to live with him. But maybe she hasn't really been liking it, and she hasn't really fallen in love with the city with or the country. The communist yet. regime. It's it's well, maybe that maybe puts not. a bit of a damper on it. 
I guess. And I was thinking, like, and she'd come to love it. She came to love Tiananmen Square, where nothing happened. Uh, I, I, I forget that China's still not a, a great place to be. Uh, it's not. There's especially... It's not good for the people there either, I'll be honest. The... Can we set it in, like, well, South Korea? Look, it doesn't... Well, we can still set it in China. If the, whole, <laughs> it's, it's, if the whole point is that she's stuck in this traffic jam for the entire movie, it doesn't really matter where she is because it's never really going to come up. The whole point is she's running, like, around over these cars well, and might, trying she... to avoid getting killed by someone hunting her down, trying to awaken whatever thing she's got that makes her the greatest prey or whatever. Yeah. Well, there is some benefit, actually, to being in a country that she doesn't know the language of very well. Because if she goes to somewhere like China or India, yeah, she, um, she can't ask for help in the same way that she could in America. Oh, and I guess if we have her taxi... See, the whole reason I thought she had to live there was because, you know, you aren't really operating vehicles if you don't live there. It, but if she's getting a taxi, then she's probably, yeah, just staying somewhere. So maybe she's just but, on vacation in China. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, she's on vacation. And this has now become, like, for her, the worst vacation. She just wants to go back to, like, her... her, (laughs) Sorry, where it's her hotel room. And so she just took a cab. She's going back home. And now she's stuck in 10-day traffic. She, like, missed her flight out and everything. Yeah. I think that's good. And I feel like we've stayed a lot of time on the traffic. I think we're set. It's 2010 China traffic in a taxi. Yeah. Let me look up Chinese taxis so I can get a visual for this. (laughs) I mean, how different do they look? Oh, they look pretty cool. But, yeah, not substantially different from American taxis. So. 2010. I'd be surprised. I'm looking at 2010 Chinese taxi. The images I get are vans or sedans. It's pretty special. Okay, so she got a taxi, then um, they get stuck in this giant traffic jam, and then a guy comes and starts hunting her down. How does he present himself? Is it... Do we? I think he needs to have a special presentation. So I, I like the idea that he hops on top of a sh- truck and starts shooting grenade launchers all over the place. He shoots grenade launchers, like the launchers get shot. <laughs> like grenade, la- like like he comes yeah, up with like two it. giant grenade launchers, and then just starts shooting stuff everywhere, and like cars are blowing up, and it's crazy. Yeah, I was just being. And then she tries to run, and the guy's like moving in the same like almost following her, but like like she can't get away from it. And then after a minute, he like stops and talks to her. He's like, "You." Allow me to monologue. Like, why? So, what if he doesn't just start using, like, grenade launchers? Because doesn't that take away from his skill as the world's greatest hunter if if, if his method of hunting is to just blow up everything? (laughs) The idea is he can do whatever he wants. He's got whatever he needs for whatever he wants. Like, (laughs) if you wanted to make some big grand entrance, there is nothing bigger or grander than a crap ton of explosions. I mean, but I feel like that true. takes away from the isolation of, not the isolation, the, the claustrophobia that can come from yeah. being in that traffic jam. And so just okay. blowing okay. everything imagine, up. Imagine you can't move because in every direction there are cars. You have to squeeze between all of these cars to move anywhere. You can't even actually run because you'd run into a car. And you run a them. bunch of them are exploding all around you. That is. Yeah, but hunters have like precision and finesse. I was thinking, yeah, maybe he has like a sniper, or maybe he does have some sort of handheld like ninja like a, stars, like one of those blow pipes. Goes and just gets like stuck in the taxi driver's neck or something. I don't know. <laughs> I like that. Sure. Okay. So then he snipes her 
from the taxi cab and we roll credits two minutes into the movie. No, no, no. Only, he blow darts on. the taxi driver because he wants to confront her first. I, I mean, look, he blow darts. <laughs> Could you imagine this guy carrying like a giant sniper rifle just comes up and like knocks on her window like, hey, I need to talk to you. Roll, roll it down. He's like, like making that. Oh, yeah, like the crank signal. Yeah. He's, like, wah, 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 wah. he's not making that noise, but you know. <laughs> he's like, like, yeah, he's like, like, crank the window down. Come on, I want to talk to you. He's just well, like, who the hell is this guy? No matter what. Either he blows her up with grenades, or he just snipes her. He, I, he's not gonna kill her right away. What, just... what, if, what if he has like a, some rules, like some ground rules for the hunt, right? And he's like, I have to give my prey, you know, a twenty-minute head start or something. Oh no, wait. He has to just. Oh, hold on. Maybe that could be his entrance. He has to just tell her he's there. He has to make it known. He he doesn't hunt without his prey knowing. I actually kind of like this because that's kind of a funny start. Like, he just kind of talks to her, having a calm conversation, and she's, like, freaking out. Like, what What do you mean? Yeah, he just, like, um, killed her taxi driver, and now he's... Well, I... I mean, <laughs> he like, doesn't even kill the taxi driver. You have start coming after you. Or, yeah, maybe in the traffic, they're just sitting there. He knocks on the window. She... He... Like, they roll it down. And he does just say, Hi, um, I'm the world... Uh, sorry, the multiverse's greatest hunter. Uh, and it's kind of my policy to, to let the people who I'm hunting know I'm after them. And you've been my uh, target for a long time. You see, I, I deemed you a, a while back, you know, the, the, the world's greatest prey. So I'm just letting you know, it's kind of my thing to let you know first. So, all right, uh, you've got about 15 or so minutes before I start going after you. So keep that in mind. All right, see ya. And then he goes. Yeah, then he just walks. <laughs> he just walks in the traffic back. <laughs> Some guy gets mad at him. He's like, hey, I'm walking here. But in Chinese. That's funny. Yeah. <laughs> Is she like disbelieving? So, then, is she freaking out? I I imagine I wouldn't believe. Well, it. I guess if he if he walks up and he's got like he's clearly decked out, I imagine she starts running or something. Is he? And question mark. Here's the thought: What if I, the cat? I imagine driver... he doesn't walk up in jeans and a t-shirt and then says, "Yeah, I'm maybe he does." You know, and then he like goes back for fifteen minutes to put his stuff on. <laughs> Okay, he's come out with all this. All right, and then she's, like, still in the taxi. She's all, like, okay, the, who the hell is this guy? This is weird. I can't go anywhere anyway. And then he starts shooting. No, I think he has this stuff. Here's what happens. The taxi driver jumps out of the car, and as he's walking away, he yells that he's calling the police or whatever you do in China. Do you call... I, I'm, <laughs> I'm so afraid of being culturally yeah. insensitive. I don't know what... Th- I assume they call the police. So There are no... Ch- how is it culture that said there are no Chinese people? I watched a movie with Jackie Chan called Police Story. It's literally about police officers. They have police. I've seen well, it. I just didn't know if they had like more of a governmental system or like. Anyway, what? so he says he's going to call the police. And then the hunter says, Sorry. I wouldn't do that if I were you. And the guy starts dialing. He's like, well, I gave you a chance. And then he just takes out the taxi driver. And so now he what? still has this nonchalant attitude and this code of conduct. But we've. She's seen, not just been told, that he is serious, right? Because I, I think that's important. Yeah. We need some show, don't tell. That's a good idea. Right I don't after think that. that's... All right, we can go with that. However, I'm going to present how I saw it because I saw it differently. Okay. My picture is he walks in, jean and t-shirt, knocks on the window, rolls down the window, ni hao, as they say in China, and he... Ex- Bloody. That's true. Two different approaches. <laughs> that's what they say. <laughs> <laughs> so they uh or or this greatest hunter he knocks on the window and he says uh hello and he kind of gives his spiel uh, and then he walks away i don't think either of them would believe it because they're just like what is this 
guy. Who cares? And do we even know if the uh, taxi driver speaks English like at all that well to understand who this guy's saying? So I'm going to say no one believes it. And then they go away. And then basically, maybe not 15 minutes, maybe he's like, oh, yeah, fine. He goes back, and then they're just kind of sitting there for another second, and she's just kind of not sure. She, then uh, as she's kind of sitting there, she's like, whatever, and she kind of starts to try and forget about it. Is getting exhausted, tries to start falling asleep, and then she sees in the rearview mirror, he's there on top of a car, suddenly kitted out, and it becomes real because she sees him, and I don't know if he fires a like little sniper and starts like shooting at her or something, but he he's now fully decked out and starts going after her that way, and then she sees it, and then it gives her we a chance do... to start running because she sees in the rearview mirror, oh he's he's there. Oh, oh, this is kind of maybe getting real. And then she kind of gets out the car and then starts going. And then the taxi driver is like, hey, you didn't pay. And and, and then she's already booking it, kind of ducking through traffic. Hmm. I mean, we could do both where, like, he shows up and then the guy goes to call the police and then he just shoots him. Okay, but that's literally of, like, opposite of what I said. Not doing that's both. not at all do doing both in the slightest. You just said, let's, okay, let's do both, except let's just do the other no, idea. No. no, what I mean is he shows, like, he comes back all kitted out, and that's when the taxi driver's like, oh, this is legit. So he calls the police, but, and the guy says, dude, don't call the police. Why the would the greatest hunter does, care? He just shoots him. Also, I don't think that... I feel like it's taking... It, it's more interesting that she sees him first, and then she goes, oh, this yeah. is real, and then leaves, rather than the taxi driver's yeah. doing anything. And then the taxi driver calls 911 because you see a guy decked out, ready to supposedly shoot someone. You call the police. Like... Chinese 911. I, I don't see the question problem mark. with that. But anyway, anyway. Uh, so how, how does this end exactly? Does this end with her undoing the greatest hunter or something? Or I feel like we're jumping the gun a little bit there. Yeah, I, 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 uh, I'm conflicted because I like my version. Um, and I, I have issues <laughs> with your version. But I think your version's cool in other ways. <laughs> well, what that's is also the kind of a pretty That's also kind of like a specific screenwriting I, thing that we don't want to get too bogged down. Th this is true, but now that we've opened this door, I want to at least partially resolve it. Um, I guess I have issues with the fact that he comes up in normal clothes, says this thing, and then we just have a few minutes of like... It wouldn't actually be a few minutes. Time. Like, you know how movies go. They're not actually like giving you a proper... Like, yeah, no, I, I know. 1917, which I don't think you said either of you have seen. No. Um, I know the concept of a movie. You're not sitting there for hours. Have you seen a movie, Jacob? I, just, Have you I, under I, I liked how the my version had an immediate like payoff for for that, you know. But, but, but. Well, maybe my problem is, is that I said I'm gonna give you five minutes. Maybe he just says, "All right, I gotta put my stuff on. I'll be right back." Why? Why doesn't he have his stuff on if he's just hopping through universes doing this? It's, Where is he keeping his stuff? In a car. Why does he have a car? He's in traffic. How did he get the car there? But that means he was just sitting, waiting in the traffic jam to did, come up and is talk. The car yeah, why, and then he took all the stuff off to go talk to him. Guys, I think that's a little bit like getting in the weeds. He could just have a car. He's in traffic. No, this but I, like, all right, I think part of the thing is that he doesn't belong here. And so if you just have him in normal clothes in a car, that makes him feel like he belongs here. You know? Right, but that, that kind of sells the idea that there she will there was believe in it for a second. Just sitting there for a while. Okay, maybe he doesn't have a car. Maybe he... Um, well, I don't know, guys. No, Maybe I think... he has a taxi as well that he put his stuff in. I, don't... <laughs> I, I think it's important I gotta... that he, he feel weird and have this, like, weird hunter garb on from the get-go. He's already weird. Honestly, for, look, here's the thing. For me, I think it's funnier and less just strange if this, like, 
clearly decked out, technologically advanced dude just knocks on the window and is like, hey, gives a spiel, and then leaves. And they're like, what? All right, fine. I don't care. Uh, It's not that life-threatening or crazy if it doesn't go my way. So, cool. He has all his stuff on, and then effectively he steps back or whatever, and then she runs? Yeah, and the hunt has begun. How does the hunt continue in the traffic now? So she's running through traffic. How does she have any chance? Here's here's um, the way I see this working. He's not trying to just kill her, right? He's trying to get her to... He thinks she's got some potential to be, you know, the greatest hunter, whatever. So he's not trying to just, like, shoot her outright. Part of it is he wants to give him a head start because that's kind of his policy. Part of it is he wants to get her into it and get her to awaken whatever the thing is. And so for the first bit of the story, he's maybe not trying to actually kill her, kill her. It's just a lot of really close calls. Oh, but like intentionally kind of thing. Well, so that's, yeah, yeah. I totally get that. At one point, she I think she does need to arm herself somehow, but within yes. the traffic. And last I checked, China and most other places don't have just mobile armories. I'm wrong. Maybe yep. there's just some army truck in the in traffic. <laughs> In my head, she, like, broke into some, like, like a family's van. Eh, maybe not a van. Somebody's got, like, just their golf clubs. And she, like, breaks into their car and, like, steals their golf, golf clubs and starts running at him, swinging. Like, she just finds a bunch of improvised weapons and tries to deal with him that way. I'm down for that. Because, like, that could lead to some really funny scenes. Like, she's think... trying to, like, sneak around to, to bop him in the head? <laughs> yeah. I want her to steal a bike at some point. Like a motorcycle? No. Like a bicycle. <laughs> just takes it off of the bike rack in the back of the car. Is she starting? I, I, I don't know where you guys pictured her starting. Because is she in the middle of a city? Because in my head, she's starting on one of those like overhang overpasses. That was uh, my head too. Oh. So she's in the oh. air. Oh. Okay. In my head, it was like one of those. It was like a road in the middle of nowhere. Like one of those highways or whatever that's. Like on the interstate where there's nothing else around, so there's nowhere else to go. I think city is more interesting to be in. Like, so being in an overpass within a city is kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because then it gives some potential for, like, actually going places. And it makes it makes more sense that he can't necessarily find her right away if she's actually got places to hide. Now, I do think the problem is a lot of this now comes down to logistical specifics. Like, specific sequences and what does it look like? I, uh, I guess, you know, big picture, are there other characters we want to draw in? I, I just had that thought, and I don't know about other characters, but I'm just going to say this now, because this may be very... I know we kind of established the opening, but I'm just going to throw... You know how, instead of having our main villain explain his exposition, well, if he can jump timelines, maybe another version of Samantha does first. And so instead of seeing the hunter, we meet, like, a alternate Samantha who has escaped her dimension. <laughs> and then it, and then explains what's going on to this dimension or in this dimension to this Samantha. Maybe she gives her. What? what do you, it, <laughs> I kind of like this idea because it opens up a possibility where it's not like Samantha is a totally normal chick, right? Yeah. But because this guy started hunting her, at some point she like gets her hands on the same um, uh, universe hopping tech, and and so like the end of the movie is. A bunch of Samanthas 
universe hopping and just like swarming this guy. <laughs> okay, if we if we go that that is very funny. If we go with yours, Peter, I would think that we would want she starts explaining it, this other Samantha, and then that's when she gets finished off by the hunter, maybe? That's what I was thinking too. Totally. Yeah, like she desperately escaped her universe. I'm down for and, that. And maybe there's some stuff on the old Samantha uh, that Samantha Prime can take from her and maybe use as potential weapon. Oh, like laser rifles. Hmm. Or, uh, more primitive, but maybe there's some <laughs> sort of... Yeah, <laughs> I think laser rifle. Maybe maybe, <laughs> maybe a laser rifle, that. but it has four shots. <laughs> but, I mean, if she has that tech to hop, maybe she has that, like, I don't know what it would look like, some... It, well, it looks like a alternatively. A boot. What like if? What, what if she doesn't get a laser rifle? But what she gets is like basically a stick, and she can't figure out what it does. But turns out it's like a big old boom stick or something, and like it amplifies force or something crazy. And once she figures out what it does, it's like a pretty halfway decent weapon. Does she have nunchucks and stuff. For most of it, she's just carrying around this like thing. And she's like, how does this work? Could she get like mega hop boots, and she can just like jump through traffic? <laughs> Mm, what if instead of that she has like well in combination i don't know i don't want to make her avoid the traffic in that way because the traffic's like kind of the, the obstacle uh you can just hop through it kind of eliminates your threat to you just run away but maybe she has like she has the ability to stick to objects with like gloves and boots like these gloves and boots that this samantha's wearing allows her to stick to stuff so if oh, there's so like, like big trucks like she's on a or stuff she can like stick to the sides or get onto the top of things and hold on very easily so she's just like really good at parkour then basically yeah i like it okay so how exactly does she get out of this then because she has to win well, I, or survive or something well luckily somewhere. luckily this samantha has actually uh, given us some answers to that because now we have options <laughs> more than um yes just being a normal samantha she she's given some things to, to help her along uh and like you said we, we maybe we got those gloves and the, the the boots um we can go for the stick too like this boom stick that you said fletch the boom stick. yeah i don't want to give her too much okay well should we give her one more thing because the, the whole point is that she is just kind of a normal chick who just wants to go home what if okay That's what if she gets a boom stick but she's told tired, she has to charge it so now, in the middle of the traffic jam, she has to find an outlet somewhere and, like, <laughs> like a regular ESP. It just has a regular, like, USB. It's just a regular the USB. <laughs> I love that. No, wait, it, even better. It, it just has one of Because USB C, you can just plug into the car outlet or whatever. Oh, yeah. Uh, it has to just yeah, be yeah, one of those, exactly. like, two pronged, like, American plugs. So uh, she has to find an adapter. So she has, like, Chibi Robo on a stick <laughs> where she has to go plug it in somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Uh, what does this thing do? It's a boomstick. I guess that's that. Yeah, I forgot. It's like a, a ta- <laughs> one of those taser sticks, except it goes boom. Okay. Just seismic yeah. taser. That's pretty much exactly what I had in mind. Yeah, cool. no, Fletcher, I, I can tell. I just immediately visualized what you were saying. <laughs> yeah. It makes boomstick. Well, the image in my <laughs> head was so that clearly. scene from the, not the Evil Dead, the Army, Army of the... Army of Darkness? Crap, it's this old movie. It's a dude, he's got a chainsaw for evil a hand dead. and That's a shotgun. Evil he's transported back in time to th- that. Is that Evil yep. Dead? Yeah, yeah. There's like a scene from there where he's got the shotgun. He's like, this is my boomstick. <laughs> that's just like what I had in mind, where it's basically like a futuristic shotgun. Oh, it's just a futuristic... Okay, I get it. Where like, like it doesn't shoot out bullets. It's just kind of like... Compressed. Like a sonic boom type boom. of thing, but like... 
Yeah. Okay. I'm into this. So, like, she can't use it for most of the time, but that becomes the key to her success is this boomstick. And so or, you... oh, yeah, no. do you guys, what, how do you guys feel about the swarming Samanthas at the end? I think, unless our Samantha initiates it, it is deus ex machina, right? Like, something completely yeah. unrelated to her just happens that saves her butt, right? She doesn't oh, have control any of totally. these other Samanthas. She Doesn't just, that take away from her being the like the ultimate prey as well? If more ultimate preys show up, well, no, the, yeah, and like, why didn't the, this happen to the? The other way I was Samantha's? thinking of that is that it's. Well, the way I was imagining this is that like the other, the, the Samantha from the beginning of the movie, the one that got away, is like the first one to steal some of his tech or find some tech that allowed her to universe jump or whatever, and then she and then like our Samantha uses it to like. Not. If our Samantha uses it to, like, send out a beacon across the multiverse or something, then that's our Samantha doing something, and maybe that's cool. Yeah, yeah, I imagine it being something like that, and then the point is, she's not the ultimate prey because there's anything special about her. It it just kind of, there's, like, some irony there where he kind of started the whole thing and screwed himself over because it just turned out there was just a bunch of her. Like, there wasn't anything special about her except the fact that at the end there's just a ton of her that show up and just, like, bulldoze him over by pure <laughs> they start over. kicking him <laughs> yeah i don't i don't know if i'm a fan of this just because at, at what point then do we have unlimited ultimate hunters if at the moment we start having i don't know that's a good question in my head i was just imagining like a tidal wave of samanthas rolling over the traffic uh like the rick and ralph 2 <laughs> yeah <laughs> i don't think that would be the most satisfying ending um uh, i think one thing that we talked no, about earlier is, yeah, it, is having oh i mean if we want to go for it we can but one thing that we talked about earlier is getting more characters involved. And so one thing that we could do is maybe just as uh, some like, old Samantha is about to, to die, maybe she does get shot or something from a distance, and then um, Samantha Prime is like kind of like getting her stuff. She's like, find X, like find the, this person. And then she's trying to get through traffic, but it's also she's trying to find someone. And so maybe uh, in each universe there is this person hunting Samantha, and then you have Samantha. And then there is, as this old Samantha found out, there's maybe someone who could help her find something to defeat him. Interesting. So it gives it gives us, the audience, and Samantha, not just a goal to kill him, but a goal to find the person who could help her kill him. And, and I'm not saying this person, like, who does it for him or, or does it for Samantha or anything. This person maybe has some insight or some... some I'm not sure what, but but something to help Samantha. In traffic? Um, yeah. I, I mean, we're also thinking that um, each Samantha is in a different place, but maybe each Samantha is in traffic. Can she, like, lure him into a, a truck and then blow it up? That's, like, like she... the most basic thing. Every I think at this yeah. point, he he's the most advanced hunter. He would. That's why I think anything Samantha would do, he would know, which yeah. is why there's this third party who can help her think outside the Samantha box. That's it. Maybe before Samantha finds this person, she could try some of those obvious things, and they don't work. I think that's a great idea. I mean, I don't know yeah. how she blows yeah, up a truck, definitely. but... Boomstick. She just... She's got a boomstick. Oh, she stick. does have the boomstick, yeah. yeah. Dude, she could stick to anything, so what she does is she climbs underneath the overpass... And then just wait. Can she still do both of those? Yeah, she can boom and stick. Yeah, we gave her those two. Ew. Oh, you well, she has to charge either. the boomstick. But she, oh, she, she can't like, use it right away. She doesn't no, have the boomstick for like twenty like, minutes or something because she has to go charge it. No, no, totally. But like, 
I don't know. She stops being like just a normal girl trying to escape this hunter if she's got tooth. Okay, I think a bunch that, of that's tech. fair. Let's like, let's get rid of the Spider-Man thing and just maybe hand wave that she's good at parkour. I don't know. Okay, I can go with that. She's good at sure. running up cars and stuff. But she's just like kind of athletic. Yeah, she's athletic and she's in a moment of intense pressure and stress and she's exhausted but her adrenaline's kicking in. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, that's totally cool. And she's got this boomstick that she's trying to figure out how to use. Because, yeah. Yeah. I don't think it needs to be also... Maybe charged is a little too much. Especially if now she's going to look for someone. But maybe there's just like a certain way... you Because if it's a stick, um, normally a gun has a trigger. But maybe there's a certain way you have to yeah. hold it. So she's just holding it wrong. And then one time she just grabs it correctly. And it like just like... It does <laughs> just launch her up into the air. And she lands like on top of like a car. <laughs> <That's fun. laughs> And she's like, is this a... She just couldn't figure out what the trigger was. Yeah, exactly. She couldn't figure the trigger out because it's a stick. <laughs> yeah. I like that. Okay, so guy who can help. I have a thought, and I'm like, I don't know how other Samantha gets this information, but I find it funny. Other Samantha's like, this dude, in my universe, he's a cool, famous scientist. In your universe, he's just a guy, but he's he's stuck in a car in the traffic jam about three miles ahead. And then we flash to he's sitting in a car frustrated that it can't go forward. Oh, um, that's great. We get to see the destination that she has to get to. Yeah, and so then she has to be... And so she's on an Ooh. overpass. Maybe it's down back in the city once he, you know, you've gone down in the overpass. Sure. So I don't... How does other Samantha know where he is? Maybe other Samantha comes from a universe where he's also in a traffic jam. I don't know. But... Well, maybe she just comes from a universe where she knows that guy and, like, had a conversation with him on the phone and he's like, oh, yeah, he's stuck in traffic. And they figured out that he was, like, a little ways ahead or something. And Maybe he has, instead of that, a... This Samantha knows that he has a identifiable car. And she says something like before she says, you'll know it when you see it. Mm, okay. Yeah. I mean, it's, I don't know. It, it, there's no way we can track him. But if, if it's a car that is like, and she's like, oh, I'll know it when I see it. I'll know it when I see it. And then she sees it. And it's some, I don't know. It just, it's the it's like mystery. The, it's like a machine. Hello Kitty. It was going to say it's like the Oscar Meyer Wiener car or something. <laughs> <laughs> I was just imagining like a mini decked out with like, Hello Kitty decals. That, I don't know. I think the Oscar Mayer wiener is kind of cooler. Why is a scientist driving an Oscar Mayer wiener car? Why is the Oscar Mayer wiener car in China? (laughs) That is the... (laughs) It doesn't matter. (laughs) (laughs) It's, I don't know, it's, it's it's a big Hello Kitty truck or something. It's obvious. It's the Oscar Mayer Wiener truck, guys. Come on, stop hiding from so it. You maybe she's gotten to a point. <laughs> but why is a scientist driving the Wiener car? Maybe it's the company car. Maybe everybody has it in this universe. <laughs> so we've maybe what? maybe he has a mobile lab and it's in it's disguised as a Hello Kitty. It's disguised or, as an Oscar Mayer. Or what if it's disguised as like a identifiable food truck in in China? What's a famous Chinese pop culture figure? Hello Kitty. Or is that uh, Japanese? <laughs> I think that's Japanese. Or I think so. Uh, I feel so. I feel bad. Uh, famous Chinese actors. Oh, it's going to be Jackie Chan. Hello Kitty is very yeah. Japanese. Is it? Wait, it is? Well, the Avengers are very popular in China. Maybe it's just like a Hulk car. <laughs> it's like a green Hulk themed food truck. <laughs> Well, it doesn't matter what the car, I guess, looks like. Oh, it does matter. It, it matters to me. 
I managed to be too. <laughs> but, 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 imagine, right, we reach this point where she's desperate, she's tired, her legs can barely take her any farther, she's narrowly avoided this guy three times now, she's hopeless, and then she sees in front of her, a, just a bit ahead, she spots the Oscar Hulk Meyer truck. Oscar Mobile. <laughs> and I want to edit it so we say it at the same time. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Thunder, you should say the something Hello completely Kitty different machine. that we can edit over that, too. It's a Hello Kitty smart car. Yeah, okay. that's going to go where you want it. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> I want to run that through one of those AI image generators, just all of it at once, and see what it spits Kitty. out. <laughs> I guess to here's what I'm gonna do. I'm looking. I'm gonna say this and leave this in the episode. Um, but since we can't determine which one we want, every time that we say what the vehicle is, like now, the mobile, I am going to input every time we say all three at the same time, <laughs> so we all win. <laughs> That's gonna be painful. <laughs> it's just copy and paste. It will be a little painful, but I think it's going to be really funny if every no, time I mean that I say... No, I listen to. Yeah, every time I say the, the, the Hello Kitty Smart Car. Well, it's going to be all three of them at the same time. <laughs> well, the, the Hello Kitty Smart Car. Tricked you. Sorry, Sorry what was the one you said, Fletcher? I am currently running it through Dolly, just to see. Oh, the, the Hello Kitty Smart Car. Okay. God, it's going to be really funny, because if I do do that... It's going to just dub over every time someone says that. <laughs> so at that moment, you said that Fletch going to have our two comments over it. <laughs> okay, this is taking a moment. We can keep going. Okay, um, so this scientist, what is, yeah, I guess the question is, what what can the scientist offer Samantha that um, aids her in, in victory? A way to send him back to his own universe? What if maybe... Too cliche? They're... I don't know about sending him home. Because multiversal travel, that's effectively multiversal travel, and that feels like a big leap for this guy in a truck. But what if certain frequencies are harmful to people not from this universe? Or or there's something she can do that will, like, destabilize someone not from this universe? The only thing I don't want to do with this is I worry about a slip. I don't know. I worry about this slipping into that whole... um. Uh, thing from Doctor Who with uh, the void stuff where it just kind of sucks everything into this because, you know. Yeah, I also worry about this becoming the Flash where Cisco just makes a thing and then you point it at the bad guy. Yeah, and then... yeah but that's like all of... Yeah, yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Let me let me send you guys what I'm looking at right now. No, please. <laughs> oh no. I'll, we'll put this on the show's Instagram or something. So yeah, just sneak peek to our latest episode. <laughs> uh, like, with no context, oh, just this image. He did. Oh my goodness. Oh my god. <laughs> this is exactly what I imagined. There's not a single Oscar Mayer wiener to be seen. You know, it didn't really uh, incorporate much of the Oscar Mayer wiener. It's like an eldritch horror. <laughs> yeah, that's the, the proper good image. I don't like it. <laughs> It makes me uncomfortable. No, it's pretty bad. I mean, yeah. It's it's pretty horrible. But I I love that like that middle one, right? Where it's kind of a truck. Yeah, and that's the one I don't like. It is garish. The bottom middle one just looks correct. I, I don't Yeah. Can you run it again through but put Oscar Meyer Wiener Mobile at the end cuz maybe that'll do it something. Oh, yeah. Like for Hulk it's just green. That's, that's <laughs> all they do. Well, the thing is Okay. It's like, I don't know what this would have looked like at a different stage of the process, you know? That's fair. 
we have to think about what this guy offers to the table for our main character, Samantha, to beat the ultimate hunter. Yeah. Maybe nothing. Maybe she gets there and he attacks before she's able to learn anything. And it's well, all kind of a farce. Well, we're still nowhere oh, closer yeah. to winning. Yeah. Maybe, here's the thing. Maybe she just gets utterly depressed and is tired. And she's just like, you know what? Just end it. Just end it. And he just, he's like, aren't, aren't you going to aren't you gonna run or something? And she's like, no, I'm done. I'm tired. And I'm just tired. without the game, it home. just becomes unfun for him. And like kind of brutal in a way he doesn't want to be. So he just like gives up. I was going in the opposite direction. <laughs> he just goes home. I think this Samantha learns, not learns, but she, one thing that we didn't establish is that Samantha, uh, old Samantha, who came to meet Samantha Prime, she had all of her limbs intact. That means she didn't try hard enough. So this Samantha, I think, is basically, she has to sacrifice an arm to survive. And what, what I mean by that is not just like, ah, oh, my arm sacrificed to some eldritch god. He, She is like, she makes up some sort of plan that blows up something or in some way like absolutely traps her arm under a thing. She just rips it off the boomstick and it, but she's a trap. So she's like close enough to the ultimate hunter. And he's like, ah, I've gotten you. I know I'm going to find another one after you. And this cycle will never end because this is what I do. I am the ultimate hunter. And then she rips her arm off just so she can get close to him and just blows him up. What? Well, that's brutal. Yes. Does she survive? Uh, 100%. But she's she now, like, <laughs> she's bleeding out. In traffic so the ambulance can't get to her. <laughs> she, she, the oh, ambulance God, is right this. in front of her. <laughs> what if she blew up the ambulance in the process and then it's like, oh, that's unfortunate. There was another one behind it. There was another one behind it. <laughs> I'm going to be honest, this is all starting to feel a bit formless to me. Like, I don't know. Well, what do you mean formless? I, I don't I don't know what I mean. I guess I just like, suddenly the story just feels kind of aimless. Well, how do we give it a name? Like, I, I doesn't don't know she either. have to win? No, she does. You're right. I agree. But like, she rubs off an arm because the other one didn't? I don't know. I just, I'm trying to think of a, a, no, a possibility that didn't anything. occur. Yeah, um... Okay, I see your problem. So, I'm going to throw something out there. It's a little radical, but what if... That doesn't happen. She doesn't lose her arm. Uh, she loses her leg. Oh, okay. Actually, I, I can go with this one. Okay. <laughs> I thought so. <laughs> I thought you might. What? I, that, that was a joke. That's where the funny happened. I, I, I heard the funny in that the, one. The funny? So, we're not any closer to figuring out how she wins. I mean, well... We didn't. We don't have to destroy the um, the the guy who could help. We that, that could just be something that we no, don't. No, we do. don't have to. We could come up with something there. Anyone have any thoughts? If this is like a comedy action thing, this means we can make fun of some of the stereotypes, which means we can make fun of the fact that shows like The Flash and stuff sometimes they just always manage like they just kind of whip something up, and it is exactly what they need. We can just play into that and and let it be like this guy whips something up and they're like. This is what? It's not really making fun of a stereotype if you just do the stereotype. No, but you can do it in such a way that's like making fun of it. I feel like the thing like to make the whole, fun of it. If the is whole to... movie is like Deadpool comedy and you do something like that, it's clearly ripping on the stereotype. But yeah. usually the rip is something like an alteration to it. Like they make well, they, they comment on, oh, we could do X, but then they do Y to make it like different. See, but I think it couldn't actually work for it to be a rip. 
you know, for uh-huh. it to be a riff in the way Fletcher's Okay, I can get behind that. Yeah. It has to fail. Yeah, yeah, like, like they whip something up, and it's like, oh, this is totally going to work, and then it fails. See, and that's when the guy dies. Look, or here's the thing. Maybe the him giving up option is not good, but at the same time, is there some way that he could change as a character? I mean, there's no... We're not giving him any chance to... We have we haven't given him any chance to change. He's just been chasing her to kill her because he has she has the greatest potential to become the world's, like the I guess the universe's greatest prey. Which is also interesting that if she has that potential, we haven't tapped into her potential. She has her boomstick. What is she? I mean, I don't know what what with to prime that potential. Well, that's what he's doing. Sorry, I'm like kind of getting ahead of myself. He's trying to prime that potential. He's so trying that- to. Does he at some point become really happy that she's gotten there? Like, she just yeah. Gets I really think she has at... to get pretty close. Like, she has to get pretty close to winning. He's like, oh, it was awesome. You know, you started this out. You just wanted to get home, take a nap. Look at you. You've been boomsticking all around the, the highway. You run around. You've escaped me a few times. You know, I mostly let you, but you, you've done it right. So cool. <laughs> it's gonna make me so happy to kill you this time. You finally gotten there. I can do it. Yeah, and also I think a, a change of scenery maybe helps too. I'm not saying we, we fully leave the traffic, but as they're moving, they move closer and closer into the city. Like they start on the outskirts of the city and now the traffic's still dense, but they're slowly moving more and more into the city itself. Yeah, which means you can get off the road and into like a building or something nearby. Mm-hmm. What if, I know we, we kind of had a whole thing about like the Oscar Wire, I mean, the, 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 <clears throat> the smart car. Car. <laughs> Um, but <laughs> what if it's not that she's looking for a, like a guy in a car, she's she's looking for a guy that is in like an office building nearby or something, or like there's a she goes into like a laboratory or something. Because then then there's mm-hmm. more stuff to work with in there. I really well, like the car and that it gives her a sense of hope within the monotonous scenery of a bunch of cars. But I do think another location is necessary at some point. One thing that is interesting with her as a character being that with the highest potential is that you know she she is like athletic and she's doing like the parkour and stuff um i guess as we're seeing her do more stuff she just becomes more adept at what she's doing like it's almost like this is naturally what she's meant to do yeah and so as she's kind of at i think also one thing that she should be is a problem solver because as she's working her way through these problems uh the problem of being how do i survive and how can i kill this guy if he's trying to kill me um she should be pretty intelligent because she starts just almost intuitively figuring stuff out, like unlocking her potential. And so maybe this Samantha, obviously if she's going to be the one that unlocks the, the most potential, she's trying to find this guy. Maybe this guy has a way of less. I mean, I'm going to go full on. I was going to make a reference. I, didn't, I forgot the, I don't forgot the movie that this is from, but anyway, like, she, like this guy can unlock like a certain part of your brain that allows you to, Lucy. Like, unlock more of your potential. Lucy, yeah. She she just gets lucied. She Samantha gets lucied. And, and so she unlocks more of her brain to un- unlock more potential, which is just a BS concept. But, like, this is a I don't hate concept. that. What if it's, like, you know the Lego movie where suddenly he can see the pieces, right? And, like, in his head he can start master building, you know? Yeah. What if she could just start to analyze cool parkour or fighting moves? Oh, that's sick. Like, like that, that's her potential. Yeah. To oh, to just to 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 almost like simulate things in her head. Oh wait, and this could play into the fact she's tired, so she can simulate almost like different options, like different plays of the game in her head, 
And because she's tired, that puts her in a state. Yeah, and because she's exhausted, that allows her to be in this, like, moment of, like, lucid predictability where she's almost dreaming in actual time. And since you dream quicker than you're actually awake, she's dreaming in, like, multiple scenarios and how to play these different things out and, like, wins and losses. I can get behind that. I'm kind of, like, Because then it gives her an impetus for, like, pulling off some stuff where she can get close and use the boomstick on him. And yeah. Oh, wait, oh, wait, yeah, no, like, the, the... I keep comparing these things, but I'm just reading the cool scenes from the Sherlock Holmes movie with Robert Downey Jr. That. Yeah. She's doing that. Okay. Yeah, he... he whatever Samantha's doing, it's allowing her... To, I think that's really cool that she's exhausted, because that, that, I think, plays into it really well. Interesting. And so after that, and maybe that... I guess ex- I guess experiment happens. Um, I guess if it, I guess it would be an experiment. I really don't know. It, is it like an elixir or something? Like this guy was working on, and in every universe, uh, this guy is kind of coming up with this thing separately, and then Samantha finds out about it, warns this Samantha, Samantha Prime. So it's not like she barges into like a, you know, high tech whatever or something, and then it's like, well, yes, I'm gonna. Well, I don't know. I, that's totally. I just that's mean why like he's, he's in his science. It makes there. a little more sense in my head if. Yeah, it makes a little more sense for me, per, like, in my head, if this guy's, like, kind of loony. Like, he's not, like, super established. He, he doesn't play by the rules because he's not, like, part of a company or anything. He just kind of tries stuff, and he's been working on this thing. He, he's like, like, dude, so you say she... I'll be your first test subject. Just use it on me. <laughs> so you say he told you you had great potential. Well, I'm going to plug a bunch of things into your brain and see if we can unlock that. Yes. It's, it's yeah, like, basically. It's like this, this... It's, like, really dumb, but funny. Yeah, it's, yeah, I feel like now I'm picturing this Mobile as some sort of um, Doc Brown, like DeLorean van, where it's almost got like the vents on the back. But this is like rather where Doc Brown has his office or his 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 place where he works in his office is 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 you know lab. He's just got like a mobile lab. He's got his yeah because he doesn't he's a crackpot. He's he's got his mobile <laughs> lab, and so he has <laughs> that he has got like that little head apparatus in the first. Uh, Back to the Future, and just sticks it on her head to unlock the potential. Nice. <laughs> he sticks okay. the the Lucy the- serum in it. The Lucy theorem. <laughs> so, so I have an idea, and it might be dumb, for the final sequence in which she outsmarts him, which I just realized involves her dying, and I hadn't really thought about it, so don't, don't, forget I said anything. No, 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 go for it. Well, no, I was picturing a great sequence, but then in my head she lives, and I don't know how that works, but... She sees him stabbing her in the chest in one of her imagined scenarios. And so she lets it play out perfectly, except she's hidden the the boomstick under her jacket. So he stabs it and then blows up. But also, she's, <laughs> she's also there. So, Well, the boomstick could be directional, right? So she points it in such a way where it blows up at him and like blows her back a few feet or whatever I mean, into a car or something where she doesn't die. Maybe he doesn't die right away either, but it gives her a chance to finish him off. Maybe it's not that she can see the outcome. Be- well, but it could be that each option, uh, she will die. Um, and so she picks the one with... Him maybe dying she too? Well, no. Maybe none of them... She never can see past when she dies. Because that's when she dies. Uh, I so. And so... <laughs> her, her logic is, is that, well, if I'm going to die anyway... The thing he will least expect is the one that would make me die the easiest. And then she's going to do that. Oh, and, and so, so he's going to expect there's some other trick going on. But no, yeah. she just totally picked the stupid option. 
On yeah, purpose. she picks the stupid option on purpose. And that's the trick, and it causes him to pause long enough that it shifts around the prediction or, algorithm. Or it plays Maybe he just exactly. drives himself crazy trying to figure out what she what she's up to. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Fletcher. Hold on, that could be hilarious. This is like, like in wait, One Punch but you Man. you do, I do that. So if I, oh, but wait, but you do. Dude, I like know exactly Princess what you're talking about. This yes. Is, I'm thinking like King in One Punch Man. Yeah, where he just stands there, and they're all overthinking everything it's like wait but he did the but he knew but if i do this then he'll do that and then he, he's one step ahead of me <laughs> i kind of like that like she picks the dumbest option that will get her killed and that causes him to just doubt everything because no samantha would do this <laughs> especially not an awakened one <laughs> the awakened samantha <laughs> And it's ironic because she's basically asleep. Ah, you got it. <laughs> okay. I'm That's kind funny. of into that. And I think maybe in his confusion, the ultimate answer to get him is to just take the boomstick and she just pulls it out of her, like, I don't know, jacket pocket. And then instead of blowing him up, she just smacks him on the head with it. <laughs> Because the, that's the last thing he would expect her to do with this boomstick. She learns the secret He's is just to be like... unpredictable. <laughs> Never predict your next And move. she just freaks him out so much he leaves. He just jumps to the next universe. No, she, he has to die somehow, though. With a I promise he that he'll be back or something. I think he has to die. What if she somehow sabotages his jump tech so that he does try to leave, but then he just, like... It, it dissolves him instead. I don't know. <laughs> I'm melting, Dorothy. Help! My jump tech! <laughs> I don't think he should melt. Um, how would he alt... Well, we don't even know what the tech is. We don't know where it is or what it is. Okay. So I, I, that's why I know... I'm not, I mean, yeah, yeah, but like... It's that cool that means I don't want like, to try and mess with it. In, in my head, it was literally like the time travel watch or whatever from Deadpool 2. Like, it's just like a little thing he's got on him that he can use to jump. I, it's a MacGuffin kind of thing. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Well, also, if he's getting, if she's getting close to actually winning, we have to stop him from just leaving. So I guess he, she does have to mess with it somehow. Well, do we have to? I mean, maybe he wants. Look, to if die. I, if, if you were in this guy's, this guy in this situation where he's like panicking and doesn't know what to do, yeah, he'd just like run and then regroup and try to figure out how to try again later. Maybe this is frustrating. So yeah, for he him. probably would try to jump. Well, maybe he's frustrated because. He wants to die. Like, he's not going to kill himself, but he wants to find the thing that will kill him, like, in the most honorable way. And so he's, he finally finds this person oh. who he thinks could be, like, the key to him dying, because it's the most dangerous person. The prey. one who could finally finish. Exactly. Him. And so when she just walks up to him and doesn't do anything, he doesn't try anything because he's just angry. Because he's like, like, I, I, you, like you had the most potential. Like, what are you doing? I don't know. I feel like that takes away a little bit from his whole, like, oh, but if she does this, then I have to do that. But, then, oh, she's one step ahead. I don't know. I kind of like the idea that That's he fair. just freezes and she, like, walks up directly towards him and he's just frozen trying to figure out what to do. And he, like, keeps flinching one way or another, trying to, like, like thinking like he's going to bolt one way, but he, he just can't commit to it because he's, like, so inside his own head at this point. And then, yeah, she just whaps him over the head with it. Because the... maybe his brain's doing a similar thing to hers, where he sees all these possibilities, yeah. and this one just makes oh no gosh. sense to him. Well, what? yeah, and he, if she's just standing, I think maybe instead of her doing anything, she just stands there. And then they're in this, like, mental <laughs> checkmate 
where they just keep um, where she oh, she's simulating this is her battles that aren't <laughs> happening because yeah. just... <laughs> and then you get um, a self defense rush from the scientist who just walks up while they're both mental battling each other and he just, just <laughs> punches this this guy in the face so the and it only it ever would have happened. Because Samantha is locking him into this battle. What the only the, the ultimate prey is locking him in this battle. So then the most unpredictable variable, which is this scientist, just come up and smack the heck out of him. <laughs> I can get behind that. Because I think that's a, that's a funny ending. Like I'm just imagining it like keeps flipping back and forth of like just their faces zoomed in, like making eye contact, and then just from like the side of the screen just. The fist comes in and knocks him out. That's yeah, excellent. Exactly. I like it. And then she gets to go home and take a nap. Oh wait, even even better. She they he gets knocked out and um I guess he dies. I don't know. They she boomsticks his <laughs> head while he's unconscious or something. Oh Whoa. my god. <laughs> and then she's like, finally. <laughs> Dude, you were just like brutal to I don't know what's I... going on, man. But he, <laughs> he deserves it. Like he's killed a bunch of hers. In my head in my head, the scientist Knocks the guy out, and then just like takes his tech while he's unconscious and like ties him up, and then they just hand him over to the police or something. The like, police. If he doesn't die, he's like, Nah, dude, he's just dead. Take it out of the picture, and he gets this. The bitter, guy punches him so hard, this he just dies. Bittersweet moment of her just killing him, and he's like, Sweet release. Oh wait, you know and what I he... forgot? The traffic jam lasts nine more days. She does not get to go home and take a nap. Yeah. That's true. So then she just collapses in the, the freaking passenger seat of the uh, scientist car. Well, maybe that's the reason she's so tired. It's like in the middle of this, but she hasn't gotten a good night's sleep because she has to sleep in a car. Yeah. Or not just in a car. She has to sleep in the taxi. Yeah. But now with this, now that the taxi driver is kind of out of the picture and dead, and I guess she's with the scientist now. Maybe that's because the scientist oh, yeah, has like... like this van that he's working in and probably living in. She just gets to sleep in the back of a van. <laughs> that's how it ends. Yeah. Yeah. She doesn't get to go home, but there's like a futon back there yeah. or something. That's so funny. I guess that this is so all over the place. It is very. We all keep over the place. throwing oh, right. ideas together <laughs> at like random intervals. Yeah. But I'm actually not disappointed with this. Like, I think we actually have a pretty solid uh, story. I think I think our difficulty was just figuring out how to end, and I think actually we came up with a pretty funny one. <laughs> I don't want to do a recap. I don't feel like I would do it justice. No, I... <laughs> There's a lot of fun ideas. And I'd want to see this movie at some point, but it still needs a little work cleaning it up. But Oh, for yeah, sure. It's, Although it's I think a lot of fun. A lot of the broad strokes that make the story, like, other than the fights, and we had the final fight kind of laid out. Um, I don't know. Like it's, yeah. it's, It works. It does. Hey, uh, Jacob. Yes. Would you be able to give the recap today? I think I could. Yay! Our story starts with a woman named Samantha. She is in the world's worst recorded traffic jam, according to one second of Google searching, so don't check that too heavily, (laughs) which was in China in 2010. Her taxi is approached by an alternate version of herself who has desperately escaped from another universe, where she informs Samantha that she's been being hunted by a man who doesn't have a name, who is the perfect hunter who's decided that for some reason she's the potential to be the perfect, most dangerous prey. And then 
giving Samantha only the advice that she needs to find some crazy scientist dude who's going to be in a insert Hulk Oscar minor wiener hello kitty truck thing thing she dies and Samantha must go out on her own and find that truck and find that crazy scientist to do something exploits ensue Samantha escape narrowly escapes the hunter several times the hunter seems to be enjoying this he's mostly trying to work her up get her to practice some skills he's basically not trying to win finally she gets to the scientist with the help of her trusty boomstick a stick that goes boom and the scientist in his <laughs> the the Hulk activates parts of her brains unknown as though it were true that she's only using 10 percent of her brain even though that's patently false <laughs> and she can suddenly envision envision the the future outcomes of events she's become the perfect tactical mind which is exactly what the hunter wanted and in their final confrontation they are left in, in a stalemate of envisioning the future during which the scientist comes out knocks out the hunter and then he gets tied up and maybe killed and samantha maybe eventually gets to sleep the end yay yay this I think was that was a pretty weird good. one, guys. But you know, it <laughs> this was, was a fun. weird one. That recap was great. Though. The real cap, recap was perfect. I Peter's gonna put some cool way. music over that, um, and he's gonna make it even cooler. I'm sure. Bum, 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 I'm oh, signing yeah. him bum, up for more. Yeah, keep giving me more work. I'm already giving myself more work for this episode. Not that I'll <laughs> see this work for another month. <laughs> oh, and I'll make sure to upload those dolly images somewhere. Uh, you know what you should do? Save them until. You know, before we post this episode. Yeah, no, I, I'm not going to post them now. <laughs> and that'll be the promo. Yeah, that's a good eye promo. Like, coming soon. <laughs> I don't know. Coming soon. <laughs> coming soon. <laughs> it's just that image. <laughs> <laughs> that's actually really funny. Coming soon. <laughs> and it's the nine dolly images of whatever we wrote. <laughs> okay, well, thank you all for listening to Pineapple Juice. We've been your hosts, Jacob. Fletcher. And Peter. Have a good night. Yeah. Good night, guys. Bye. Bye, guys. <laughs>